Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you are following us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please do leave us a five-star review. It helps us more than you can imagine. Anyways, enjoy the podcast. And we are back, episode 60, with the boys. And if you haven't already, guys, smash the like button, subscribe, five-star reviews. That's what we keep saying. I'll get it in early because I haven't done that in a while. Five stars only. Exactly. You say it and it works so much better. We say it every time, don't we? And that's Mike, by the way, guys. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good, mate. You? Yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. Good. I'm not going to talk about his shirt. No, we don't no, do that don't anymore. Don't do shirts. He's wearing a Roma shirt, but who cares? Um, Jake, that's a lovely shirt, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and how are you doing? Do we not do shirts anymore? So uh, not bother next week. You, you got rattled. You, you, you two rattled. It was actually. It was you two. It was you two actually. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice shirt. Is it, what did you, I think one of you said it was like a. A fish going, a goldfish going around in a bowl. That was Joe, actually. It was just two in Joe, yeah. That was it, yeah. And it, it's all right. I've got over it. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> all the audio <laughs> listeners are going to be texting in, saying, texting. They've got my numbers. Messaging. <laughs> 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 I want to know what shirts, but you're going to have to watch it on Spotify. So, uh, and whilst you do it, as I said, tap the notification bell as well. It's a good I've, like, maybe we could get a, a texting like screen. That'd be good. I've already said this. I, I, I've I've looked into this. There's going to be a Reddit page set up soon where people can put their honest opinions of the episode oh, and I'm going, to, I'm going to plug it and uh, we might be able to set up like a, you can send in a recording and you can ask us questions and we'll do that wow. in the summer. That'll be coming in the summer. Um, don't yeah, have the we're, we're really struggling for content. <laughs> <laughs> Please help us out. Sat in the garden with some beers. Listening to listening. someone abuse us. Yep, most likely. Yeah. Probably you more than anyone because oh. I think you want more people than anyone, specifically Man United a, fans. That's a they do that, don't they? The it's like mean tweets. On yeah, Twitter, yeah. On we could do that. Do oh, that. There'd be some very mean. It's more the comments, isn't it? Yeah, TikTok comments. Yeah. We could. I don't know if I'd want to do that because no. I actually probably would have a breakdown after it. Yeah, so, but it's all right. They don't. They don't bother me. What doesn't kill you <laughs> makes you stronger, as Kelly Clarkson said. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Kelly. Shout out, Kelly, if you're listening. Okay. Um, <laughs> she would be. She would be. <laughs> I can imagine she does. We're You'd bit... have asked me what our first shout out of the evening was going to be. I don't think I'd have gone with that one. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> just didn't see it coming. Uh, well done. Oh, I, I was trying to think about how I could then segue from Kelly Clarkson, but I can't. I'm, no. Um, actually, yeah. What doesn't kill him may make him stronger. Graham Potter has recently been sacked. <laughs> Um, that's awful. That's the worst segue I've tried. Um, I quite liked it. Thank you, thank you. Your, yeah. His reaction, Mike, just looked at me like, "This is I can't be bothered with this." <laughs> it might make you stronger. <laughs> might not. This is just a pure waffle start. Yeah, the episode. but I like these. Yes. People do like this. We do it every week. We always start off, and it's usually about football shirts. But now we don't talk about football shirts because who cares about them? Um, but Graham Potter, after the result against Aston Villa, and. At, Thank goodness Joe isn't here to talk about the Villa side um, because he would wind me up today. Top 10. I know, they could actually make top 10. It actually could happen. I think they will. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I think they. I think there's a good chance. History is against them. History is against them. Last time was 1944. (laughs) 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 No. No, I think it's about 10, 12 years now they haven't been in the top 10. And there's a lot of clubs you have done. Swansea. It's a long time for a club that's as massive as they are. Yeah, to not be in the top ten, but we can't ban to Joe if they do. So I really hope they don't, just purely for for the culture. But uh, yeah, that result <laughs> meant that Chelsea sacked the manager. Um, quite mental, actually. I didn't expect it at all. I don't know what you guys think and what you thought of the whole situation and where Chelsea move on from. But I think we've got to talk about Potter just in general and being sacked. Like, what did you make of it? 
straight away what what do you what your initial thoughts because my initial thought was I, I I didn't expect it. I didn't I didn't I thought they were going to actually stick with him because they they spoke about in the past about the fact that Abramovich kept like sacking managers constantly and they were like we'll turn over a new leaf. It's part of the project. It's the project. It's the project. And we saw and I don't mean to use Arsenal as an example when times weren't bad they stuck with the project. We created the the process. It's, it's not the, the project. project. Sorry, it's the, the process. process. It's the process. Just Sam. the process. Sorry, I should have known that. The process created by Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't mean to use it as, a, as an arsenal as a, a comparison. But that—that's what I had in mind of when they were going to try and back a long-term pic- project and a picture and build in a squad. Yeah. But spend five hundred million and then sat your manager. It seems a strange one, just because of those circumstances. I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly. I think ultimately, the form that they're in, it is—it is sacking form. Yeah. Um, I heard earlier on. That no stadium in the Premier League has seen less goals than Stamford Bridge this season. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, that's a serious. So Jeez. if we're talking form, that is sackable. But then the money that they've spent, which I clearly don't, I don't think has been determined by Potter. I don't think they're his no, signings. I don't, I don't, not at all. He's a coach who likes to develop players, a small squad. Um, so I think the thinking isn't very well aligned at all. But after him staying in charge for so long and spending so much money, they're not going to get Europe. They're not going to go down. So I don't know. To replace him now seems just a bit odd. Yeah, that's my. And it's like a really weird time. Yeah, like, I, I agree with the timing. I think ten games is it? Is it ten games? No, he's he's had a lot longer. No, no, left. I'm saying oh. sorry, sorry. Yeah, 10 I games agree left. with the timing. I just thought. Ever since we've seen Potter's Chelsea, I thought this was going to be the end result. He was going to get sacked. I, d- I, d- I just don't think Chelsea... Yes, you speak about the process. I never once thought Chelsea Football Club would actually adopt it as a whole. Maybe the owners come in and said, we want to do it this way. But look at the fans in the stadium. They're livid. They're livid because they're not competitive in games. They don't want... They're still in, they're in their what? Is it semi-final? Quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah, quarterfinals. Quarterfinals yeah. of the Champions League. They want to compete on all fronts, and the fans have been angry. They've actively like shouted at games, like "Get him out! You don't know what you're doing." I thought this was always going to be the end result. Yeah. I've not heard one Chelsea fan that wants him there. No, that thinks he should stay. Which that speaks volumes in itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it's all down to the fans. They're the people who pay the money and watch every week and fill the stadium and fill it with good energy or bad energy. And, and the big. longer that he's there, mm. the worse the energy's going to get within the ground. For part to succeed, they'd have had to change like the whole ethos of the club from top to bottom, which they haven't. They've just got a new owner in who's spending like Abramovich was spending, but with no plan. Mm. Does... They've done the opposite, really, to what it would take for Potter to, yeah. to succeed. Yeah, actually, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, the way you, there's, it's the scattergun approach, isn't it? That they've, they've been. They've, yeah, it's just a hot. It's really odd, but I don't understand where they can move on from here. Because like, I think they just go full Chelsea mode. Yeah, revert to type. I think they get get Mourinho back in. and get someone like even. But do you think he's been spoken about? It's Pochettino, Luis Enrique, huge names. They've spent the money. Just get a big name and see what you can do in the Champions League, and then have another crack at it next year. I yeah. think that's exactly what they do. I think I think Pop should be a great appointment, but I just don't. I can't see Chelsea fans allowing a Tottenham, an old Tottenham manager. 
Because you look at the reaction when Mourinho went to Spurs, the Chelsea fans, a lot of fans do not like him anymore because of it. And yeah, he was like their room. most successful manager yeah. ever, and they they decided to hate him because yeah. he went to Spurs. Yeah. And there there is a real hatred between the two clubs. So that's my only mind, my only thought. <coughs> but I do think Pochettino would be a perfect fit because he's he's dealt with a dressing room of big players. Because I, I don't, I just don't get, I don't think Nagelsmann's the right appointment personally. He he'd be the big name, wouldn't he? He's, it's I don't great. think being sat from Bayern's done his reputation any harm, to be honest, because he's what. 39 yeah, or something. Yeah, it's just the way he got sacked. He fell out with the owners and things like that. And it's just like, but then, just, it just, I just don't know. It's Chelsea at the moment. I don't even know where they're going to go from here. That's well, the point. Well, this is, we don't, re- it's obviously early days still for Todd Burley. So we've seen his transfer approach, which is just, like you've said, scattergun. It's almost like naive. Like he's just thinking, I don't know if it's this American. He's coming from American sports and thinking, I'm just going to buy young players that look good and big names like Jao Felix and players like that. It It's not how it mm. works in football. You haven't got a team. Yeah, it's when you see him like, on Twitter. And have you seen the, like, have you seen the one when uh, it was something like a, it was a, a post? It was like, uh, Mudrick, is Mudrick or so-and-so? That I think, oh, who was the player? It was Mudrick or Trossard. It was like, like for Mudrick, retweet for Trossard. And he's like, liking stuff like that on Twitter. And you just think, <laughs> you're, you're a club owner. Like, what are you doing? And I think that's, that. when I saw that online, and I did verify that it was actually, chi- like, it wasn't just a made-up thing because we don't fall for fake news on here. And uh, we went and checked it. And it, it, he's liking that stuff. And, like, he's that just a big man-child, up. isn't he? It's, yeah. it's not. His manager appointment will probably be similar to the transfer where you'll see a big name. You might uh, see Nagelsmann come from Bayern. Check Young, Twitter as well, won't he? Or is he Luis yeah. Enrique and he'll just go for it? I reckon he might try and appoint Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> See if he can prize him away from AFC Richmond. <laughs> Jesse Marsh. Oh He's no, not again. I saw yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Like and I know it's just people just taking the mic. And as we said earlier, off camera, lazy journalism that is. They've just put two and two together. But I would love to see that. That would be amazing. That would be good. It would be great fun. Just and honest. make a documentary at the same time. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be hilarious. But I just don't know where they go from here because that's the point. If he, as you said, with the transfers, the way he's gone, you, we have got absolutely no idea where they're going from here. No. And that's why it's so like interesting to watch as a neutral. It's brilliant. Well, we've never seen anyone do this, have we? Like to this level of spending and to this level well, no, of it's, going it's, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's the team. level of spending and not getting rid of anyone either. It's like when 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 teams spend that much, they tend to get rid of players to make space for the new players coming in. Whereas what they've done is just gone, there you go, there's a pile of players. Well, about, they've probably got like a 30-plus man squad. Yeah. And they're not normally that's filled with like youth players, and it's not. They're all like big-name professionals. Yeah. Yeah, Keep like, all of those massive names happy. There you go. <laughs> that's a tough job for anyone, isn't it? I look at it, and it, it, it screams to me a bit like the PSG model, where... Now they're just going to spend big and go for names, and that no one can make a team out of it. Well, it's naivety, isn't it, from from a board that clearly don't know football. Yeah. Well, that's it. There's probably no one there. He hasn't got like all the old board members, or they've got sacked or left. There's no one there who's like advising him, is there? No. Well, not that we know of. That he's a football person that's been around, done it, built teams. It's yeah. just probably impulse and. He's either checking football manager or Twitter. That's the way I. That's the only mindset I can look at. But looking at the way he does it, or even like you know FIFA career mode, that's another thing like it screams off. Back in the day when you get a bit of cash and just buy everyone. Um, another thing as well, I want to give a shout out. I've completely forgotten his name, and I've had a complete mind blank in the moment. The temporary gaffer of Chelsea right now. 
Bruno. Bruno. Bruno Salter. Shout out to him. I am so happy. I just can't wait to see him in the dugout. Could you imagine if he manages a, like a Champions League game, if that comes about and they haven't appointed anyone? He probably will. I hope he does. He's going to win the Champions League like Di Matteo did when he came <laughs> in mid-season. <laughs> Could you imagine? And he'll give someone Champions like a League. weird debut like he did with Ryan Bertrand playing on left mid. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? He's going to try one of the expensive centre-halves up front because they still haven't got a number nine. <laughs> yeah. Koulibaly, maybe whack him up top because he's play the Lukaku role at the back post. <laughs> <laughs> From the next, because uh, I don't want to talk about Chelsea too much because it is just if buts and maybes, isn't it, really? If buts and monkey nuts. Oh, yeah, there we go. Also, it. mentioning Lukaku, he still has time on his contract when he comes back at the end of the and season. And Inter are sending him back. Yeah. They can't afford him, can yeah, they? Yeah. No. What Do you think that could be a return in a blaze of fire? Surely not. Surely not. But then he hates It's the only thing they're missing on paper. <laughs> it's a good thought, actually. I hadn't thought of it. But he's he's not, he can't get fit, can he? He's I'm like... here for it. I think it's going to happen. You heard it here first. <laughs> I hope it does happen, though. I really do. Because it was too he fell out with, wasn't it? Yeah. And that, that I'd completely forgotten about that happened a year ago. Jeez, mm. imagine throwing him into the dressing room and then you've got players like Aubameyang as well and like players like that into the dressing room. It's carn. Imagine their dressing room carnage. Yeah. Or she just got Pulisic gridian in the corner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, There'd be lots of that if Jesse Marsh came in. Yeah. <laughs> um, got to move on to the next sacking. Uh, Leicester sacking Brendan Rodgers. And I know there's one man on this podcast who was right for this moment. One man who was buzzing for this. And I know this is Mike's bread and butter. This is what you've been waiting for, isn't it? Uh, it's not what I've been waiting for. You, I just Leicester have been in your head rent free for quite a while. Uh, okay, yeah. You've got to admit it. So, what did you make of it all? Um, Do you think he deserved it? Yeah, he absolutely deserved it. Uh, I think he deserved... the Again, the timing is a bit strange for me. Because it was evident from even the start of the season that Rodgers had lost them. I think he'd lost them all. It feels like it's been so, coming forever, doesn't it? I don't know why they didn't do it earlier. So After nine games, they were bottom with one win. Do it then. He'd clearly lost the dressing room. Get someone a fresh start. Come in, change it. You still got the. They've probably got the best squad out of all the teams still in it. Yeah, I think comfortably. Yeah. Um, if you gave someone nine months World Cup, Christmas break, all that to come in, change it. They'd, I thought they'd be fine if they did made the right appointment. Now the second bottom, is it? I think it's second bottom, and just. Yeah. And, in the, wor- and in the worst form of all all of the teams down there. Yeah, they are second bottom. Yeah, yeah so it, again, it's just the timing. It is. But it, it, I think it is. it's the absolutely right decision. Yeah, and I think 100%. whoever comes in, that, that's quite an attractive job, I personally think. I know in the sense of the form is dreadful, but that's a squad that you could easily get a new manager bounce out yeah, of. The because there are so many good... They've got internationals in that yeah. squad. Like, I think they should be straight in for Potter. And I think Potter would probably fancy it. That would be a good appointment, actually. I hadn't thought of I think it'd be a good yeah, appointment on both sides. And it'd be a good way to bounce back, go straight back into it yeah. and block out the haters, shut up the haters, yeah. kind block of. Out the haters. Block out the haters, yeah. yeah but it's more like his bread and butter. It's a good infrastructure at Leicester. Hmm. And he's he got can, good he young put, players that he can, he can put a develop. Plan in place. Yeah. Yes, you have to stay up, but then you've got a bit of freedom to go and do whatever. There actually could be a project there as well. There yeah. could be a long term thing, because that's what I thought he was building at Brighton. And I remember Matt said. 
when I remember when Matt, Matt's opinion and it got quite a bit of backlash when he came on saying that he doesn't understand Potter does not make sense when it first went and I was quite excited to see him at Chelsea I thought he deserved the role but Matt instantly just said no chance you can't give him it's, it's too big a job for a manager like him where he likes to control absolutely everything which mm. is what he did a lot of Brighton and I think Leicester would be perfect yeah everyone's keen to push people past their level aren't they to push managers yeah. past their level to push pay, players past their level they've done it here so they could do it here and it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work out like that as, as we've seen yeah I think the contrast from Brighton to Chelsea was far too much if you look at like Brighton's squad and what they do it's they develop players they buy them for pennies or almost in today's market develop them sell them on if they have to and then just keep doing it, keep churning them out, developing players. Yeah. Chelsea are pure A-listers of footballers. Mm. Look, Sterling, João Felix, Havertz, massive money, all of these players. To go from that where Brighton, where you're developing people, people are listening to you, you've got a lot of respect to then a team full of Premier League winners, Champions League winners. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Brighton is a team of players who are grateful to be there, isn't it? Grateful to be in the Premier League, grateful for where they could be playing, where Brighton have been in the past. Whereas Chelsea, it's not. It's like I deserve. I'm a Chelsea player. I deserve to be here. Yeah, and that's where he struggled to man manage maybe yeah. because he did, the players did never look like they were playing for him, did they? Because yeah. you see sometimes with managers where they get performances I remember Ollie used to always do it when Ollie looked like he was about to be sacked you looked at points yeah. where Man United players looked like they actually cared about him and played for him and they'd get ridiculous results and then all of a sudden they go on a great form and everyone would forget about the fact that it was really bad whereas Potter never got that no. I can't think of one performance this season where they they looked brilliant other than when they were playing against I think Leicester but then it's Leicester we've just said like yeah no I agree with that for definite um, and Palace uh, playing against obviously Leicester getting that result that was huge Mental how they got the result. Yeah, it was amazing to watch, if I'm honest. One of the best first touches I've ever seen in my whole life from Mateta. <laughs> I, Con- don't considering- he I don't think he meant it. Of course he meant it. It was a beauty. But, and as a, <laughs> did I hear that he hasn't scored since August? Since August. For a touch <laughs> of that quality from a striker who hasn't scored since August. Ice through the veins. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I have to admit, it's one of them goals where you watch it back in slow-mo, the touch looks so... so it's, it's so incredible. nice. Yeah. Ice through the veins. That should be Mateta. like... That's X-rated content when you watch yeah. that in slow-mo. That is filth. Utter yeah. filth. Um, and the limbs as well. Just everything about that. And um, the Don, Roy Hodgson. He's back. And he's back. And he's how back. happy... Good old boy. He's the first interview I've seen him where he just, he just seems like... He just seemed really happy to be there because by the end of the, the Palace time, he, he didn't look like he wanted to be he there. He probably hasn't had a dopamine rush like that for I was gonna say, a few years. Yeah, definitely. Especially <laughs> with Watford because that was it was grim, wasn't it? At Watford. But then now, after yeah. that that interview, after he was like joking. Yeah. And he, he, I just love it. I absolutely love it. And I, we said we said surely not. Like he didn't. But we didn't. We all knew he could get something out of them. But it's just it's just so polar opposites to what Vieira was trying to do. Yeah. It's back to basics and just winning games. It's not the most attractive, but I don't think Palace fans will care right now. But the way they did it as well, it wasn't particularly the Hodgson way. Not they had normal. 33 shots or something yeah. stupid like that. I have to admit, when I saw that and start 11... And they were so high up the pitch. Yeah, that start 11 was not a Hodgson style. I remember no. I was driving in the car and they, they uh, put it out on the radio and I was like, surely not. A 4-2-3-1 with Roy <laughs> Hodgson with potentially four flair players in a yeah, squad. Yeah. It was like he was trying to appeal to the players in the squad. Yeah. Trying to say, right, look, 
I'll do it a bit differently this time. You go out and express yourselves. I know how good you are as attacking players. Go out and express yourselves. Because it was nice to see that. Because with Vieira towards the end, they weren't like the players it's like really Eze, Elise, Zahar, all of those boys just didn't look like. Those are the players that I don't know about me. Eze is a prime example. Eze is the footballer that don't makes me want me to play football. About you. <laughs> <laughs> but when I watch Eze, I want to go outside and play football. Yeah. He literally makes me so Get excited. Bums yeah. off seats, doesn't he? Yeah, he Every does. Every time he gets the ball. It's yeah. just brilliant. I absolutely love him. I'm obsessed with him. Him and Elise, when, yeah. when Elise came in as well. And like you say, under Vieira, he sort of disappeared a little bit, went mm. missing in games. Well, I don't think they actually played together a lot. No, I don't There's always just... one of them in Zahar yeah. and mm. Ayu, who he's just Jordan Ayu. He just he should not be playing football <laughs> in the Premier League. How he's still... But he, can, but he just has his moments where he, he just has little flashes of brilliance that keeps him in a job. <sighs> it's just annoying. <laughs> but yeah, Eze, I want to go outside and do keep your peace, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm obsessed with him. I could, I've been watching like Twitter highlights of just him constantly. He's going to be one of them streets won't forget players in years to come. Yeah. Because I don't think he's ever going to make it into like the he's big six. going to be six. another Adelta Rapt. Yeah, literally. So I don't think he's... He's not good enough, is he, really, to get the top six side? Or do you think... Not quite. No. He hasn't got the consistency. Cause well, it's like we discussed about Zahar last week. He'd get into the top six sides. Yeah. Whereas Eze is not quite that level, is he? Mm. And I'm still intrigued to see where Zahar goes, actually. I don't know where he's going to go. It's, yeah, it's going to be really because there's not really much going on about it. I don't see many rumours. I think they'll give Roy another year and he'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Just do it all over again. That would be that would be great to see. I, I just it made me really happy. Announce Hodgson and Zahar 2024. <laughs> <laughs> I just for Roy Hodgson, I hope Palace get top half the table now. I just really hope it goes well because I think he was unfairly like let go like mutually they kind of let go. They never offered him a new contract, did they? No. And well, they might not do. They I don't think they do will. The same again, yeah. I don't think they will give him another contract. But you think about it, like they never backed him in all those years, and think about all the finishes he got, like every single time with them. And then they backed Vieira, and it just went. Whereas with Roy Hodgson now, he's got a good squad. Look, it's a, compare that to the old squad they used to have. It's a lot better, yeah. With Tompkins and Ward and players like that, I know they're still about. They are still playing, <laughs> so ignore me on them too. It's the worst, worst two examples. Week in week out. No, no, I've used the worst two examples there. I'm trying so to think. He's the captain, are they? Oh no, I just used the worst <laughs> two examples. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but a quick message from one of our sponsors, Surprise Shirts. Everyone, go click the link down in the description below for brilliant surprise shirts that you won't find anywhere on the market. Use the code BHS10. Yes, you heard me, BHS10 for 10% off in the checkout. And look at this shirt I'm wearing now; absolutely gorgeous. So click the link down below for 10% off as surprise shirts. Next, we're going to talk about the United. United. I don't know why I said like that. You. United United versus Newcastle and the effect it has on the top four but before we get into that for Sai this is I found a stat earlier and I thought I wanted to get this in quite early um, and I have verified that he's actually correct and this is so Man United had more points in April last season with a 37 year old Ronaldo and Ralph Ranić than they now have with Prime Rashford and Eric Ten Hag that makes me happy but apparently they're in a title race, quadruple, quadruple and we spoke about everything that's gone on. Ten Hag revolution. And They're actually worse process. off than they were last year. They didn't have a trophy there this time last year. But yeah, they devil's advocate. So yeah, no, no, exactly. But it's what it's what they want. But you'd expect more from Man United. They should have had trophies and better. But they should be doing better than they are right now, personally, in my opinion, because they have fallen they've, off. It's since the league Big cup, time. Yeah. they have fell off. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's like they've got their flip flops on, isn't it? 
Hmm? Have you seen their is that away record against the top nine? They, 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 they've lost every game, haven't they? They, they haven't beaten anyone in the top nine away. It's the, the away form is horrific. It's absolutely dreadful. But, but they just, weren't even close to laying a glove on Newcastle yesterday. No. Were Newcastle was like, a better team start to finish. Yeah, it might have only been two 0 but it was a it was a thrashing, wasn't it? Yeah, they absolutely killed them. And I think that game spoke not just loads about Newcastle. But I think it was more more it spoke more about Man United than it did Newcastle in the sense of it humbled them a bit, brought them back to reality. Where then is is it? as good as it, as we all thought it was is it or is it, is it a bad run like I don't know how you want to look at it with United sense but, but they've had a few bad runs this season I don't know I'm, I think there's a bit to there's something to worry about because some of the performances we've seen I think Newcastle put, I mean, put it into this category the Liverpool performance the I think this was a City earlier in the season yeah the City earlier I just the think season. that they look like they're not playing for him almost which goes against everything that's been coming out of the club this season the whole yeah that's what it's thing. all been about it's yeah. all bit about that but those performances go against that completely they don't look like they're they're bothered they care they don't look like they care at all and this is the rejuvenated man united apparently it is a bit weird isn't it it just looks like they think that they've gone one better than last season by by, by winning the league cup and they've sort of they've just sort of packed it in for the season because they think, okay, I don't think they ever believed they were in a title challenge. I think maybe they're, I think maybe they've got themselves convinced that they've got a divine right to be in the top four, which with another couple of losses isn't going to be the case. Well, no, it was, it was crowned after the world cup that they're, they're top four. Yeah. Done. Yeah. They're title challenging. So they'll definitely be in the top four. If Spurs, get a point they're playing now United are out of the top four yeah and that, that that's where game games in hand I think really hurt sides because then you're in the mindset then of yeah but we've got a game in hand so Catch really up. we're really we're really ahead of no, them no. but that's what I hate that mindset and I mm. speak about all the time you don't want to be games in hand FC no, no one no. wants to be games in hand FC but it just was the performance was just I thought embarrassing more than anything yeah they got right. bullied in midfield didn't they Newcastle were bigger stronger wanted it more Bruno Fernandes seemed more interested in moaning at the referee or yeah, giving is... some stick to the crowd or, you know, it was just... It was Bruno pathetic. and Rashford just completely ineffective. Mm. Yeah. And the the one player that's... Oh, I don't know what I was trying to say then. I was going to about talk about Rashford, the one player that they've counted on all season. When he doesn't perform, when he isn't banging in the goals... Well, that's it. it no one else is chipping in, are they? That's there, the problem. You can't be reliant on one player when you're at the level that Man United and, are meant well, to be at. It's, I think it's a reliance on a few players. Like, yes, Eriksen's been injured and that's hampered them massively. Casemiro's been injured, but then he's been suspended about five times. Everyone keeps going, oh, we're missing Casemiro. He's got about three red cards. He's been suspended for about eight games. So that's yeah. not, we're missing Casemiro. That's ill discipline. Well, just tell him to chill out a bit. Uh, yeah. But they are missing players, but you can't, you can't be reliant on three players to churn out good results. Mm. And if you've got a keeper like David De Gea, what do you expect? <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to get started on him, but... <laughs> but you just have started I yourself have, on him. I'm sorry. I found myself up again. But I've just seen everyone online talking about... That, that is the thing for me that's got to change first. Getting a good keeper. You can't expect... He's a good keeper. He's so. not a good keeper anymore. I mean, you've probably got to get number nine first, didn't you? 
Well, yeah, but that, they've got... Wilty Weghorst. Wilty Weghorst. <laughs> Weghorst yesterday reminded me of, you know, when David James came on up front for Man City. <laughs> that was what it reminded me of. His first touch. Lukaku's first touch when he was at United was 10 times the touch that Weghorst has got. You yeah. know, when everyone used to banter. Yeah. Rondon's got a better first touch. We could go through a lot of players in the league. Solanke. Solanke mm. would do a better job right now than Weghorst would be doing. No, I'm not having that in the slightest. I honestly think it's that bad. No, like, Weghorst no, is chance. pressing FC, but he's, he's, a, he's a he just presses. I was say something. A pressing merchant. He, he's like a defensive mid in a striker's body. No, he's a centre back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, That's what I mean by when I say it was like when David James came on for City. It was like yeah. lumping the big man up front because you got no other options. Uh, but I feel and oh, I don't know. I've even skirted over this. Anthony, oh my goodness. He is absolutely pony. Pants, absolutely. Yeah, rubbish. As Sai would say, cack. What, you pay 80 million quid for a winger. He's what, 21, he's Brazilian, he's quick, you think skillful, you think, yeah, great, quids in. He never beats a defender. He just comes back inside. Yeah. Why don't you play on the left-hand side? If you can't go to the byline... You may as well just be a midfielder. But at Beat least he mat. does a step over before he comes back inside. Oh, it, it, like, it angers me so much. Just A good winger's got to be able to beat your man. He doesn't. If he if he gets half a yard, he comes back straight away. Mm. You've got to go both ways. All he does is come left foot. But if you, if you, can Unless, only, if you only can go one way, do that effectively. Yeah, but he well, doesn't if you're Iron Robin, it's mm. fine. Mm. But he's clearly not. Everything he does, he just passes back to the fullback. And then, what, when they brought him off, the substitution for Jaden Sancho. What a just. <laughs> but it's the same. They both do the same thing. They both just turn back or come inside and then pass it off to somebody else. Yeah. Like those two players, you think about the flair and everything like that, that they supposedly have, there's none of it. As a winger, you've either got to be able to beat your man or put a decent cross in from deep. And, yeah. and they do, don't do that. Do I don't yeah, do either. either. No. Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know you're going to take the mic now. Um, a good friend of the podcast, um, Matt Jarvis, had a big chat about wingers, and he's oh, a Man United no. fan himself. And he spoke to me about the biggest thing about being a winger, and he spoke about what he used to do. The whole thing is you whip the ball in, either aim for the front, the middle, or the back. That's all you need to do as a winger. And he said that's why he got to the level he did. He said because all he did was beat his man, head down, whip the ball in, and he can go quite far. I, I, I agree with that because like Matt Jarvis in his time was he was pacey, mm. put a good delivery in. Football's completely changed now. You don't see crosses. You you literally like no, a few but, times but a man, game. Okay, but there's other crosses. I mean, like drilling the ball. In there's things. other things you can do. We can get to the touchline, draw someone out, and all of it. If you if you think if you run down to the corner, think of all that space that mm. opens up. He doesn't even get that far. He just turns back. I don't think I've explained myself well there as well. He, he as in he used to take on players and as you're saying, take players out of position. Yeah, and then whip and the then ball in. well, even look for a decisive pass or mm. something. But it's just. Backwards, it's negative. Someone else will do it. That's the attitude, isn't it? Yeah. Someone else will do it. I've got Bruno in there behind me. He'll probably do it. But it's it's the risk taking, isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing. The whole team is just risk averse. Like the whole team, there's no, there, no one's actually trying to to drive at a player, and that's the only way to create those overloads. If you take a man on, yeah. that's what all it takes. Just to, to, to beat one man. But he, he's got the pulling, ability the, and the and it. the pace and the dribbling to beat people. But he just doesn't. He chooses not to do it because he'd rather do a little turn and. But is that is that a tactics thing? Because there's only so often. Because we can't. Imagine. But then, no one else, no other winger does it. Other than Rashford, he'll drive at a player. But when Sancho comes on, Sancho does the same. 
Ganacho does drive at players, but we haven't seen him for a while. I don't know if he's has he got an injury. Maybe I don't. I know. think he might do, but but when I think he sometimes Sancho's down to a lack of belief. I don't think he believes that he can do it. But that's a bit like like you say, Rashford and Garnacho in those positions. They do it. They Just, take risks. Yeah, head down. And the manager, we talk about how everyone's bought into him, and it's his rules, or or you're out. He needs to be in the heads of those players, giving them the belief that mm. they can do it. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he is. Well, this is this is his man, Anthony. He's coming I was going to say he's, he's coming from before, yeah. He's, he's gone. Yeah, he's the one I want from my team. He's the main man. Can be a big threat attacking wise. So that that's kind of on Ten Hag to get the best out of him. Yes, Anthony's been underwhelming, but Ten Hag's got yeah. to do better. He essentially vouched for him by getting Absolutely. him in, didn't he? Yeah, vouched eighty million quid for him. Which is crazy, but then he definitely he is a decent player. It's not like no, he's dreadful because yeah. we can joke about him playing cack and things. We know he's a decent player because he did it in the Champions League. Like we have seen him do it. He is a good player. He creates chances. You don't get sold for eighty million if you're if you're a bad footballer. Like it is in there. Something has to change. I don't know what. But then we can't. We keep saying this about a lot of the team. It's just not performing at all at the moment. Players like like I remember when everyone was talking about Fred, the resurgence of Fred, and the resurgence. Martinez doesn't seem to be like playing at the same level when he was playing recently. No. Like everyone just seems to just there needs to be one player, and usually you rely on a captain to bring the entire team up to. <laughs> and that's the I think another massive fundamental problem. If you've got your captain whinging and whining, scrapping referees every week, what does that say to the rest of the team? When he's playing well, he's great. Yeah. But when he's not, his attitude stinks. He brings the rest of the team down around him. It, it's just a really bad energy that he gives out. He, he's a great player. Like he's really, really good. He affects games the right way. I don't know. Like, yeah, he kind of when he first arrived at United, he had a big impact, and he kind of got the fans on the side at a time when like there was a lot of like negativity. disarray, yeah. neg- negativity, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, he kind of became like a club like. Not mascot, like icon, something like I know what that. What you mean? Yeah, but he was their not, icon at the time. Wasn't yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's not a captain. If you look at the way he acts on the pitch, he's not captain material. It's pathetic. You he can't act like a child. You can't have he? your leader doing that. But don't you think? Well, exactly. He, he's meant to he, impact the rest he, of the players, isn't yeah. he? He's meant to lead by example, and that's what he's throwing. If, he, if he's like your, he's not captain, but he's say a mascot, and like he, he, the fans like him, and he rolls people up a bit. That's fine, mm. but not when you're club captain and yeah. You look back at some of the United captains of as a lot of the past, and you look at some of those legends. How do you know? Feel looking at that like they're club man United because they well, all, well they all that. called well after the Liverpool game. Gary yeah. Neville was going mental at him, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, Gary Neville was the uh, he absolutely lost it as well, didn't he? Because it was well, it's like Keane and Neville when they when Man United get a slap in, you can see that they're like genuinely hurt because they know that that wouldn't have happened while they were there. They got beat. Every every team gets beat. But it's sometimes it just feels like the manner in which this Man United team gets beaten. Yeah. Like yesterday, 2-0. No one looks back at a 2-0 and goes, oh, that was embarrassing. But it wasn't a 2 it, it could have been 4 or 5. And it would have been another game where, like a Liverpool, where they've got a thrashing, mm-hmm. where it would have been embarrassing to be a Man United player. And to concede like that. And that shouldn't be the case. Jacob Murphy is playing football <laughs> against you. Start, Jacob Murphy. Starting the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look. I've, 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 I think it's great. I think the fact He's that a he is lad, isn't he? He has weird. somehow managed to get himself into that starting lineup 
with the <laughs> skill set that he possesses is incredible. Yeah, and we talk about him a lot because we remember the West Brom. Going to get him on the back of me Newcastle shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're the lads. Oh, can you have Hawaii on the underneath the number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murphy. Yeah, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, up the mags. <laughs> We'll talk about Newcastle now because I don't want. It. I know we've just done the United thing there, but Newcastle as well, unreal performance. I think it was much needed for them to Desperately. have a performance like that against a big side because it's a statement. There'd been a few doubts since the League Cup final, and to, yeah, to get the against United as well, a bit of revenge. Yeah, it is a statement. It put them third. Big. That was big win. That felt like it was big the performance first, as well. The mm. first game of the rest of their season almost it, that was that was the first game in their push for the top four it's and after reset, yesterday bang and then yeah. they're off now after yesterday I'm convinced that they'll get in the top four that Sven Botman interview after when he said look they asked him about Champions League and he was like we will get Champions League football yeah like oh, really? the stern honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely amazing I felt empowered from it yeah. like I was watching like you will, Sven. Yeah, you, Shout, you could Sven. just tell that's how they felt. Like the atmosphere in the stadium, the feeling around the team with the interviews uh, after the game when they were all walking around. The what, home fans leave, don't they? they? They go run back to their cars, get home as quick as they can. There were still 50,000 people in that stadium. It just stunk of top four. It reeks of it. Reeks of it. You could smell it through the screen. It absolutely <laughs> honks of top four. I don't know why we're still going on, but, but yeah, but he's absolutely unreal, and it's, it's it's just a statement to everyone else because there was they, the pressure was on them because they have been drawing too many games, eleven draws this season. I know they don't lose, but it's not they've not looked great, have they? No, that's what it was the, the performance, the manner they did it, like and the energy was dropping off, and things like the things that we that they took pride in had looked like they were and yeah. they looked like they were slowly dropping out. Brighton and Brentford and your Spurs were coming mm. up, and they've just gone bang. We we're still here. Yeah, and we're still rocking, and, and they've still got Joseph Linton to come back in the team. Still got Miggy, <laughs> Miggy to come back. Onwards and Miggy. upwards for the Mags and Miggy, Mini MJ. He made me so happy when he was that clip when we were all, we were all in the pub and he, they cut to him with a goal and he just looked so happy. But that's a it's a good sign of a squad, isn't it? Because you sometimes I cut to players in the in the crowd and they they're not bothered. Be, are they're they? not bothered. Yeah, you could actually tell that he was bothered. Yeah, the bench, Eddie Howe. That Eddie Howe, the Eddie Howe reaction to the was it the second goal, the one from the free kick, Callum Wilson goal. Second, yeah. yeah, is that the second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Second that what you pointed out in the pub, Jake, when uh, Eddie Howe celebrated before it even touched, um, the, before the header had even made contact. Yeah, like, he just knew instantly. Yeah. The marking for that is embarrassing as well. That's probably why he knew because there was no one <laughs> within, within five yards of him. Yeah, literally. But I, I just rate it. Everything about them at the moment is just. It's great to see, though, isn't it? It's an upset to the to the big six, and it's. I know, obviously, they've had the investment and things, and not. But it it is it, still. Big. It's a feel good story, isn't yeah. it? Like I think for, and it for everyone, almost like I don't think you can dislike people do dislike Newcastle, obviously, but like as a, I don't know, as a football like community, everyone kind of felt a bit sorry for Newcastle because they they're a big club and they never yeah. they've never had success really. No. Because Ashley had kind of... They were an English footballing institution and they're coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, because kind of all of the... Because like, they, they always had passionate fans. like the amount, And they, they never stopped supporting their club. Like the numbers they were getting at, in the championship yeah. were insane. Yeah. 
but like all of the the positivity had kind of just like, had, and they had some dreadful some teams. really bad teams and Ashley didn't invest and now like you can just see the passion and like it's just amazing to watch isn't it like I I will I Amanda Stavely passion merchant <laughs> <laughs> but the atmosphere as well I can't wait to see Champions League nights at St James's oh that'll be incredible yeah that'll be up there. like you talk about Anfield on Champions League I'll night have to book the afternoon off work to get up there <laughs> you'll have a season ticket soon won't you? yeah I'll be up there bally out because that's what you do when you're a Newcastle <laughs> fan it's got to be bally out yeah you have to you cannot wear a top can you no, no. at all at all minus no. 5 degrees doesn't matter doesn't matter bally out yeah you've got to rate it haven't you get it's quality a, best fans big, in the world get a new, big Newcastle tattoo on your bally yeah you've got to well. have some tattoo on the chest or bally area okay might just get it painted on rather than tattooed on no, no you're not no. you're a plastic then <laughs> I'll have up the mags. Oh, okay. Tatted on okay, that's fine then. <laughs> Just behind me here so you can see it in any interview I ever get to. <laughs> oh, but it, it does make it really interesting now in the top four. Um, I think that... We keep saying they're nailed on now. It's that, that, that fourth spot I think now is the one in contention. I think there's, there's two spots that are well up for grabs. But I feel like that statement though for me, I don't know whether I'm just... Which two? <laughs> <laughs> That was good though. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll just look at that now. I think Newcastle. Then yeah, but that's that's put them level with Manu on points. But it's it's more than that though, isn't it? I agree, but there's still nine games left. There's a like. So what we're saying is they could. Not this again. Not this again. Yeah, they could. They could. Um, Spurs can't get Champions League though, can they? Because they're in a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> So they can't. They're not allowed to get Champions League, are they? Could you imagine if they did? Ryan Mason at the helm gets some Champions League football. Uh, I, don't, I think they'd give him a three-year contract Har- if he did. Yeah, I was going to say they they've would. got Harry Kane, so like they easily could. They'd, yeah, they could. <laughs> um, Brighton, exactly. They, they could. They could. They could. We could. Maybe. <laughs> Next, we've got to talk about the Man City game. Uh, what a game that was, by the way. Grealish. Wow. What a player. Wow. What a player. Yeah. What a performance. But then, I don't know, could Trent make me or you look like a good, decent player yes. as well? He could make Jadon Sancho look really, really good. <laughs> and Anthony might get past him either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, but then also, it was Grealish having a great game. And he's starting to look like the player we were all yeah. expecting. And it was brilliant, wasn't it? When he when he chased back and stopped that, chased the length of the pitch. He was the furthest man back. Stopped that Salah pass, and then about thirty seconds later, assisted the first goal. I agree, it was great. I don't agree, it was great. How much everyone's banged on about it, and even it like, was pathetic from Salah. It, and is what it was. It was. It was a bad pass. Yeah. And then in the post-match interviews and everything, they're like, oh, that that interception, or oh, no, but it's good to see. You just it's sort of the minimum requirement, isn't it? Really. But you he was the last man. Often. You, but you don't. He see, was the last yeah, but man. The effort. You don't see effort like that. I'm very saying, often. That's his job. No, but I think there's some. I you think wouldn't we, see it from Anthony, would you? But, but there's a thing with I don't know it might just be me are we not just praise like he I, was the last man He they've had a counter attack he's got to get back it's a little bit like clapping the pilot when you land isn't it anyone who does that you would do that no, I would it's never like do that, that and then never. the pilot gets out the plane and someone's interviewing going Pro, 
Great landing. Great landing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but there's, there's something about they put the music on as well, <laughs> don't they? Just But there's something with me within. There's something about English football, and I, I love the fact that we because Arsene Wenger used to always talk about it. You could get yourself all dirty flying in, into oh. challenges and putting a ridiculous amount of effort in and be an awful player, and fans will clap you. Like he used to speak about that all the time about how the English football fans are just passion merchants. Like they live for that kind of 100%. stuff, dying for the badge because it doesn't happen very often. And when you see a player doing that, and I think the tracking back, I think it makes a player more relatable because you'd like to think you would do that yourself. Because you see sometimes players, yeah. If you got the chance to play for your team, yeah. I, I love it, and I know, I know you're saying it's not. I, I completely agree. Why everyone's made a massive thing about no, it because I, I want wingers to do yes, stuff like that more often. Praising, but for I it to it. come up on my, like match of the day four times after post match interview to bring it up. We're talking about it obviously because that's mainstream, big, big news. Are you just rattled? But we are British football fans and we love the That is the kind of stuff that he's... That's that why Jason Malumbi's my favourite footballer on the planet. Exactly. I love a player that d- d- dies for a badge. Maybe, like, that this, is maybe this... this is a baggage thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'd, I'd... It's because we, we for years we've had really <laughs> rubbish players. <laughs> so when really rubbish players don't try hard, they look even worse. But when a player tries hard, they actually look slightly okay. Yeah. Like, well, this is Jack Grealish for talking about. He's yeah, like, but he, for a while he was. People were saying he was rubbish and saying it was like the worst signing of all time. Now he's performing and he's, and he's tracking back. Whoa! I love it, <laughs> Jack. You're really rattled by this. I live for this. I think it says more about a player than anything than when if Jack Grealish, <laughs> if Jack Grealish didn't try hard, that would have been a goal. Like, I, okay, if he ran past six players to then go and make the challenge. Yeah, if he's ran from like eighteen yard, he's the last man. Yeah, but you've watched me. But then if, we'd have an issue with if the he didn't that do it. Past. Salah would just walk to the goal, like. But he, but he, he did. did. But he did do it. <laughs> Fuck. Look, you've seen me watch football, and you've seen the way I get behind. If if my team win a throw, in, clap a throw. I clap a throw, and I will stand up and clap a throw. A, corner, a corner's like a because, goal, isn't it? Because, no, it's because it's the effort. It's the exactly, and we have sort of said it's bare minimum requirement. But even just after he'd done it. All of his teammates were on him as well. All of his teammates ran to him to celebrate, like to celebrate like it was a goal. That's the togetherness of You're telling me the team. You wouldn't celebrate no. a, a massive chance. Bakayo Saka would run all the way back, last man intercepted a pass. You sat down going, "It's his job." No, I'm, 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 I'm like, not celebrating that. That's no, his job. yeah, you'd maybe, stand up and get it's up because for it. Saka wouldn't do. Maybe no, you would. You stand up and get up for it, and you'd be like, oh, yes! you exactly." But yeah. I then wouldn't be talking about it constantly after. Is this because it's a City Arsenal thing? Is that what it is? They've 1-4-1, and he's been brilliant in other aspects. Why are we talking about... Um... Who cares about four goals when you can track that like that? Because <laughs> it was almost like a catalyst for the rest of the game's performance. They were 1-0 one one down. Yeah. If he doesn't make that interception, they're 2-0 down, game might be gone by half-time. Yeah, I completely agree. No, honestly, I'm not even trying to wind you up here. <laughs> But I think that says a statement to not only to for Man City. I, just, I just can't believe how much we're actually because you, you don't. We wouldn't have done if you hadn't <laughs> disagreed. We'd have just said it for like thirty seconds and carried on. It wasn't even on the running order. We, would, we weren't going to talk about it, but you've <laughs> it reacted. Wasn't even on the running order. You've reacted like this. <laughs> <laughs> you've reacted like this to. to... I just. No, playing, playing both sides. I don't know. It just for me, it even makes a statement to Arsenal because it's, you know it's players fighting. That because whenever you've seen City, to Arsenal. yeah, because they're fighting. <laughs> 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 
I'm just showing you a reaction now. It's not working. But no, I do think it shows they're fighting. Pure passion. No, because when have you ever thought that of City to actually fight? Because everyone you say, oh, it's ticky-tacky football and things. It's not like the dirty side that we haven't seen with this Pep Guardiola side. When the going's gone tough this season, and players now are actually standing up and like, I love it. It's passion. Pure passion. It is pure passion. That's all there is to it. And there's nothing better than pure passion in football. I love it. And we should we talk about something else in this game, like the actual result? No. Can we talk about how stinky Liverpool are? Uh, it was it was a bad performance, wasn't it? And I think it sums up their season. Just from the well, the first half, they they were good, went ahead, had a couple of chances, looked well in the game, and then just defensively terrible. Sums up their season. Absolutely terrible. Mistake after mistake. They look like were shattered after about fifty minutes as well. Van Dijk's half the player that he was, isn't he, before the injury? And I think that has an impact on everybody around him. All of the defensive side of that Liverpool team. He was the rock, wasn't he? Yeah. And he, he's a lynch he inspired confidence for everyone. For for the holding midfielders in front of him, for the right for the fullbacks to the sides of him, for the goalkeeper behind him, he inspired the confidence of all of them. And now it he's had the adverse effect. He looks like he's making them worse or their attitudes worse or something is in all of their heads that they're not what they used to be. Yeah, they're playing as if like they're all covering each other, I always think. They're all waiting for a mistake from the other one. But So then the next player's out of position. and they, it, every, It's like a, just a domino effect. Yeah. It's like they don't understand how to do, just stick to a position, like the basics of defending. They seem to be very reactive defensively as well. Like It's always just... They never... They never look set. They never look like they're in their structure. They've got a defensive game plan almost. Mm. It's just, oh, if we lose the ball, yeah. panic. It's pure panic like stations. Teetering on the edge of having to run backwards all yeah. the time. Having to backtrack all the time. I look at the defence. It reminds me a bit like, you remember when you were like under sevens and everyone just runs after the ball? Like they, they all do that at points. Like they forget about the men constantly. The amount of times. Like the basics have just been like, a couple of, like you can't be five yards off a striker. Like Alvarez was allowed to just go wherever he wants. It's just the base. It's just one player. Just stick to your man. Just follow your man. The little things like that. They don't mark anyone. They're allergic to it. I don't understand. It's bizarre. I don't, and but then I don't want to just turn it on Liverpool being bad. But there are so many players that aren't just performing in that squad. Like you no. think about the players well, that performed so well for so long. It's. Everything that we've we've spoke about before, everything that made Liverpool good before, like the drive, desire, determination, all that, is absent this year. Where is it? Like, apart from Salah, there's no one I think in that team that's done themselves credit really. Compared, if you're comparing it to what they were. That's the problem, isn't it? Because it was only last season where they nearly won the. Tr- but the they could have had a drop off and, mm. and still been a really good team. They're not. They're they're eighth. You don't and look struggling. at that, yeah. Mm. You don't look at that team and look at any other players, like you say, other than Salah, and think they're terrifying. Yeah. They could do us some serious damage because they just look easy to play against. Yeah, and it's the it's the inconsistency because like that performance against Man United was a, I know you, it was a, it was a blip and things, but you saw the glimpse of that it, they can do it. They've got a decent because like, they are de- it's a decent squad. It's a team full of internationals. It's not a squad that's that far off what they were last season and the season before. Champions League finalists a year ago. Mm. Nearly won the treble last year. And they actually nearly did. Not like when we joke about Man United with the quadruple. They actually, like, (laughs) 
it could have happened. It went down to the last last day of the point. season, yeah. And it's just a shad. Like this, it doesn't. You can't. I can't comprehend how the drop off has happened so much. No. And why isn't Klopp getting fingers pointed at him like everyone else does in this situation? I was about to say, after this weekend, two managerial seconds yesterday. Klopp yeah. out. I, I, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no but but you, you do look at it though, like. There's no, there's no, no even discussion for it. Like, well, yeah, if you look at it like at the start of the season, you buy Nunes, you get Gakpo in January, and you've only lost Mane. You get like players back from fitness, and then you're eighth. You're struggling to get top, make top four. And you've got the Villa breathing down your neck. Like you're out of the Champions League. And embarrassingly as well, because they got absolutely demolished. It's, it's a, it's a terrible yeah, season yeah. for Liverpool. Maybe this is just like the end of that Liverpool cycle of that team and they need to go a completely new direction, which maybe they are with Nunes, Gakpo, yeah. Elliot. But they do, they, the one thing as well is just just change the style up. That's the thing that annoys me. They're still trying to play as if they yeah. can. And that they just look shattered. Yeah. Like they can't play that relentless energy and pressing and power and No. Like, Klopp will be judged on the first few games of next season, I think. I, th- I think they'll have put this down to um, sort of a, a changing of the guard in terms of the players this season. And if they start next season off in the same vein, then massive questions will be asked to Klopp. 100%. I think he's got his, got himself enough credit in the bank to last this season out, sort of regardless of how it finishes, even if they don't get into Europe. But it, the start of next season will be... You can't have Make Liverpool not getting Europe, can you? You can't have Liverpool in the Conference League, like that. You, you can't. Have, like, they've got to make. Champ- like, it, I don't know. It might just be me in my mind. I can't. It just doesn't seem right when you think about them. Well, they can. They could. They could. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't sit right with me. It's because just because they've always been there mm. in the Champions League, mm. you think that they can't have a bad season, they can't drop out of the it's, Champions League. It, well, yeah, it's because this has been one of the best teams across Europe for five seasons. Yeah. And the drop-off is so big. Hmm. And not only that, they've not actually taken many trophies from that era. Oh, little dig. No, it's not dig. You know, I say it all the time. I say that I think this team will be forgotten about in years to come. I say it all the time. They won't be considered to be one of the greats because they were the nearly men every time. And I, I don't know. I, I know we've had discussions about this before in the past. That it, it's quite. I look at it and it's just. I just want more. And mm. I think I still expect more. They did win now. the Champions League a couple of seasons ago. No, I know, but in that the best. It, but poten- they <laughs> argued it's potentially Liverpool's best ever side, and they got a Champions League. And a Premier League, but that's it. That's all they got. When you think about their best era for five or six years, and they got three or four trophies from it. You think about the other great sides we've seen in English football. You likes of Man City's right now. You think of the old school Man United. But this team. this Liverpool team won their first league title in fifty years and a Champions League that was what they sick for sick. Yeah. No, no, I get that, but I'm just saying to everyone else, Liverpool fans are obviously going to rate it, but I think it will be forgotten, and that's not. I'm I don't not think it'll be forgotten. There will be one. They, they, I don't no, think but be... you think as well with City, the whole City thing. This is a rivalry that has consumed the top of English football for five years and the top of Europe for five years like these two have been the best teams 
across Europe. Yeah, and, and it's been, testament to those two teams because they've never been and a they've been battling before, it out. They? They've been battling it out against each other. No one else has really been in the question, and they've both been like getting like high eighties, ninety points in the league. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I, I don't know. It might be just me, my mindset, and the way that Man City dominated, though. Yes, they. Are. It felt a little bit sad in a way that game the other day because it wasn't a Liverpool, it wasn't a, a Man City Liverpool game that we've become used to over the last few seasons. It was always one of those games where you'd be like, "Are we going to the pub to watch the City Liverpool game?" Because yeah. you knew it'd be the best game for months since, mm. since the last one. And some of the it just didn't yeah. have that feeling about it beforehand at, or during. I'd, I had a little gut feeling about Liverpool doing something in that game for that reason, feeling like oh, it's, it's City. These are their main rivals. Yeah. Like maybe they'll just be up for it. There was no Haaland, Foden's out. Yeah. You just think maybe, but. No, Haaland didn't matter in the end. The way Alvarez has come in and the way Grealish played. Well, they're better without him, aren't City they? Really no, I'm, joking, I'm joking on before you even get on to me. No, it was a, it was a good performance. And um, are there any other teams you want to mention? Do you want to bring up Arsenal at all? Do you need to mention anything or are you just going to say your usual? Uh, yeah, look forward to the next game. <laughs> well, it was it was, it it was, was a was. really impressive win by City, wasn't it? And then Arsenal just sort of went... Yeah, anything you can do, we can do. We're just going with 4-1 as well. Gabby Jesus, the Arsenal number nine. He's back. Looking real fine. So I thought you were going to do like a chant. He looked really sharp as well, didn't he? It looked as if maybe they've delayed his return to the team in order to get that sharpness back. Because I feel like a lot of of teams, just when when he's on grass and he's got a ball at his feet... They put him in the team. They play yeah, him. They've managed it really well, and we've had the luxury because Trossard's been doing so well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, I think they they gave him twenty minutes in the Premier League game first. Then he started the Europa League loss. But he came off at half time, mm. and then he started a couple of games. And yeah, spot on. Him and Trossard linking up as well. Really good sign. To yeah, do it without that's impressive. Yeah, start impressive. Well, exactly, for yeah. the first time in about fifty years, it felt like I saw it. I can't. First, I don't... yeah, first game this season without Stacker starting. It's ridiculous. Wow. I can't remember. It. I think it goes further back than that as well, doesn't it? Probably. With him not oh, yeah, starting, it was like something like ridiculous, back. like twenty twenty one. Like it was literally like ridiculous amounts because he's the first name you usually put. On. To to do that as well with him not in the starting eleven is mental. I couldn't get my head around it because I, I remember texting you going all. Oh, after that result, like I was trying to get a reaction out of him, and <laughs> they say squads squads win your titles, don't they? Mm. they and do. um, I, they've put themselves in a position as well now because they haven't dropped a point since they lost to City. Seven straight wins, and they've also put themselves in a position there where even if they lose to City in the upcoming game, they can still win the league. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, Liverpool on Sunday away. Which Hanfield has not been a happy hunting ground for us of recent years. Oh, they'll be like a wounded animal as well, wouldn't they, Liverpool? They'll be ready, gunning for you. Yeah. Gunning for the gunners. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go Geordie then? Cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm just away. Because I'm a natural. Yeah. <laughs> and the final game we're going to discuss from the weekend, I just want to. Uh, Gary O'Neill, like, he definitely is a listener. And. I love the fact you're playing it in the dressing room because the performances after we keep calling you out. <laughs> that's how we're going to take it. We clearly got... rattle Gary O'Neill. Really do. I think your comment calling him a PE teacher I think was the final straw and since then they've just been on fire. 
I don't think I called him a PE teacher. I think I said he did some work experience <laughs> as, a PE, as a PE teacher at a local school. Okay, you didn't even call him. That's brilliant, sorry. But no. But how did, like, where is this coming from? Because we keep calling him out. But it's just like, you look at their squad. I'm still going to sit on that hill that <laughs> Bournemouth are going to go down. But yeah, where are they pulling the results <laughs> like, from? Well, they could they go. Could. Just, they could go down. Yeah, I know because I know we can keep doing that. that, that. But they've actually out of the relegation zone when we were. They were the one side that every single media outlet. Well, stop the count then. <laughs> so that's <laughs> Bournemouth can't go down now. No, no, they could that. stay up. <laughs> but I mean, they were the one side that everyone said were dead and buried, and the performances, and even the squad. Like you look at the squad, the squad isn't great. I don't understand how that like. Do you think he quite clearly has got the dressing room? Maybe. Oh, because we called him out. I just want to apologise. That's all. Yeah. Gary, I, sorry, I'm Gary. sorry, Gary. Yeah. Gary. Gary. I did say that. <laughs> Gary. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. And I know we've get, been getting a lot of stick that I don't. we don't talk about the Albion because uh, we are got a lot of West Brom fans here and uh, it's me and Jake this week. Uh, and here in the, the podcast family. Yes. The Bucket Hat family. The, 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 ooh, the, 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 the Bucket Boys? I don't know. Oh, ooh, no, no, no. I don't like that. I don't like that either. Didn't sound very nice. But... We're going to bring them in. The bucket. Oh, I like that. That's brilliant. That's very nice. Hat fam. That is brilliant. Oh, that's better than the Bucketeers, but I know they've called themselves the, the Bucketeers now, so we've got to keep them as. The no, Bucketeers. we're the Bucket Hat fam at the, the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. I like that. The Bucket Hat fam. That's really. It's got a bit of a ring to it as well. I like that. Yeah. It's sort of a play on Bucket Hat, Sam, if you hadn't realised. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> But I know people want us to talk about the Albion and uh, playoff chances and uh, just general thoughts because they're saying that we've got a platform, we should be talking about it. It's just a bit... I do, I, I've been asked to do this and I don't really want to do it because it's quite sad. It's just... It... I think we're in... I think with O'Shea and Malumbi being out, mm. O'Shea for the rest of the season, Malumbi for a month, it's big trouble for us he's I, I can't believe that I wouldn't have been able to believe that six months ago if I was to say in six months time I'll be sitting here saying that Jason Malumbi is arguably our most influential player and him being out mm. could destroy our hopes and of, O'Shea though because I used to sometimes say I'm not sure if he's actually as good as everyone makes out I think with Bartley coming back and a joy in the squad I think you can deal with that gap but but with Malumbi, you can't deal with the gap that Malumbi leaves. And that's back to the Grealish point you said earlier about taking the mick out of us for passion. That's one thing he brings, and you need it for the Pure championship. Passion. Yeah. Well, he's the, effort... the legs in midfield. He's he allows Yakushlu to play. To when we had Yakushlu in the Premier League, he was more of a an enforcer, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Take the ball off the attacking team and make a pass. Now, Malumbi gets it back. Yakushla will beat a couple of players and he shows his quality on the ball and Malumbi allows him to do that. Whereas now, I think Yakushla is going to have to have the four or five best games of his life run like he's never run before. Yeah. Because ultimately, he's going to have, by the looks of it, Chalabar next to him, who is a liability. Which we said before, that would have been a great signing about 10 years ago. I will say, though, he was he, he did Chalabar. all right Saturday. 
He did do yeah. all right Saturday, yeah, you but can tell he's a good generally player. he just looks lazy. You can tell he's a good player, but he hasn't got the effort because it's really difficult to be compared to Malumbi because that's one thing you know not many players are going to beat mm. for like the running. He's just he just never stops, which is, is so important. The only player that could match his energy is potentially Gardner Hickman, but yeah. but he's nowhere near as good. He's nowhere near as good, and Gaffer clearly doesn't fancy him, does he? Yeah, exactly. the amount of minutes he's got under Corbrand. I think speaks volume about yeah. whether, but I think he did play in a bad era. Like at the time he was playing, there wasn't much to get excited about. So I don't know whether that had a reason why we all loved Gardner Hickman as much as we did because no one was trying. <laughs> possibly, possibly. But he, he seems to have the measure of the squad, mm. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I will say the two loan signings that we've made. Sorry, not loan signings. Chalabar was a proper signing, wasn't he? Mark Albrighton. I was so excited for that there was, as well. There was a lot of talk about how it how good a signing it was on paper it was a great sign like Premier League football. winner FA Cup winner I was chuffed with it but he hadn't kicked a ball for about a year no no but even yeah, but it's, he just don't want it yeah he does He does not want to be at the Albion I really wish we'd have signed um, it was the two players it would have been him or Amari Hutchinson for um, from Chelsea the, the pacey winger exciting young player but no we went for Brighton and at the time I was so excited and yeah you can see kind of our feeling towards the album at the moment you lot wanted to hear this you've been getting on to me and it the just energy's feels, just been sucked out it does, of the room. but I think it's because but ultimately we're still in the same position as we were before Saturday's game yeah five points behind with a game in hand game in hand FC game in hand FC you only have to go on a little bit of a decent run yeah. because the championship is full of teams who look like they don't really want to be in the Premier League yeah. we did it when we got promoted we looked like we didn't want to go up automatically but luckily so did Brentford so we managed really to get up <laughs> that um, was mental but it's like it was it right that no one in the top half won on Saturday yeah <laughs> ridiculous yeah nobody yeah there's so, 12 teams in the top half no, it, it, <laughs> None it, it, of them uh, won. actually I'll correct you the mighty Luton won the mighty Luton oh they did, did. Win. They, beat, yeah. they beat Watford they did yeah and what did you see Watford players getting booed off did you see that the reaction already Chris Wald has been there how many games now four games his players are already getting booed he was getting booed Chris Wilder yeah he should be in the loft in the loft definitely 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 so there you go you've got your West Brom talk you're happy now because it's rattled I'm I'm rattled I don't don't but when we're here next week and we've beaten Rotherham and QPR in the space of three days we'll we'll talk about them again Sam, I think you need to uh, turn the heating on because it's got a bit chilly in here. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to come in with. No. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't keep up. No. Oh. No. Insulate the loft. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. <laughs> Can we keep that every week? Yes. I, honestly, I, I knew that was. I didn't know what you were going to do. But you threw me off that much. I couldn't. I you couldn't. Con- I, no, I, I couldn't the... contain myself. That. But that's. <laughs> but that suggests that we're in the loft. What? No, because we're going up to put them in the loft, aren't we? No, it's time to. No, but if it's getting the, the loft. loft. Yeah, but if it's getting chilly in here, and oh, yeah. got, it suggests that we're sat in the loft. No, because that would prevent heat from escaping if you insulate the Just loft. Let, let's, let's not right, go to okay. that. Let's, <laughs> okay. God, do you not know about insulation? <laughs> no. <laughs> do I look like I know about insulation? 
what would Jake? Who, <laughs> where do you want to go? <laughs> audience, audience retention here, boys. <laughs> um, one thing I want to just go straight in because I actually can remember mine this week, so I always forget it every week. The thing I want to remove from football for good is players not celebrating against their old teams. I, th- I honestly think it's embarrassing. Yeah. Unless you have come through the youth, the, all the way through the youth, you've played there for 10 years, 15 years, and you're a club legend. Mm, they're still soldier though, ultimately. But yeah, oh, I hate it when you, you went on loan for a few seasons, you went on loan for, and you played 12 games and scored one goal, but out of yeah. respect, you're not celebrating. It's embarrassing. I loved it, and I know, don't mean to bring it up, the added by all thing, things like that. You, there's a reason why you left that club. Yeah. There's not many situations where a player, player leaves a club and it's, it's on good terms. Majority of the time, players force a move, or the club want to get rid. Yeah, and you're currently you're getting paid by the club that you're currently playing for. Yeah. You should look happy about it. Oh, who's done this? So the the one that's still this is going to sound really bad that this has been in my head since then. Sessegnon <laughs> against Sunderland, <laughs> one of his only goals. Was this, like one of his only goals. It was I think it was his de- home debut against Sunderland. Scored and didn't. He just signed for a new club. And it, that's been in my head since then. I think you should probably get things off your chest a little say, bit earlier. Than I wish I had. Can't a, be good for. No, no, it can't be good for the it's old good, ticker. It's good to uh, talk. No, it is. It is good to talk. Um, but there's lots of situations. <laughs> other situations. The only ones I sort of get. I get when Lampard was at City. I get those kind of situations. If Mark Noble moved on from West Ham, those kind of players, those one club players. I know they they, they did move on and think well, Mark Noble didn't, but the players do move on. <laughs> <laughs> can you wound up? I'm getting. You can you wound up? I'm getting because it's pure passion right now. This is what passion. Grealish. That's why we love Grealish. Um, yeah. But I just hate it because it says so much to the fans. You just want your player to celebrate a goal because I don't feel like I can, I can celebrate to the level that I normally would. That when the player comes sliding into the corner, where instead they go put their hand up in the air, sorry, and everyone's trying to pile on them to celebrate. And oh like, no, I'm still stood up missing. No, yeah. I know, but I don't celebrate the same way because I feel like they've ruined the moment. Yeah, I can't celebrate on the sofa the same way. I knew that was coming. But no, No, that's what I want to remove. I hate it. What will upset me, though, is if Dwight Gale's listening to this and he scores against us in a few weeks' time and dials the G. But but That will upset me massively. That will upset me, but I also rate it from them. I entirely rate it from them. It annoys me as well sometimes because I think... I don't love you that much. You should be celebrating. You're at a different club now. It depends You're not who it my is, doesn't it? I get, in, but unless they're a club legend to me, I don't mind. Like even Earnshaw when he scored for Norwich, little flip in front of me in the corner. In front of you specifically. He was in our corner, so he felt like he was you talking did the to me. Gun. Was that yeah. the last game you were at as well? Yeah, back in 2008. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's something that really I wanted to remove from football. Thank you. I can sit back now. Yeah, I agree. Deep I'm, I'm happy with that. I can't believe you've not managed to think of an example between Sessignon <laughs> and now. No, there are other examples, but that's just one that really bothered me. Okay, okay. And that's still been. That's probably 2015, maybe. Probably earlier than that, actually. I don't tend to remember things from more than two years ago. Yeah. Do you remember the Millwall game? (laughs) (laughs) I can sit back. Mark, do you want to go next? Yeah, I I don't know if it's been said or not before, but I think it's quite an obvious one. Summarisers that support a team commentating on that game should not be allowed. Completely agree. On the commentary... Gary Neville's got you rattled. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just don't think commentary. It, sh- it just doesn't sit right with me. But then, yeah, I don't want to listen to Gary Neville praising a city goal through gritted teeth. 
you want a reaction, don't you? If you're listening to commentary, you want like Actual a, commentators. Yeah. Like, I don't like Gary. I don't like Carragher either because I know you're specifically in your head. You're saying I hate when Carragher and yeah, I, I don't it. like Carragher on Liverpool game. I don't like you shouldn't. Just it should the commentators be, do it. it. Should be someone neutral. Yeah, completely agree. I complete. And we spoke about Martin Tyler, didn't we, in the past about his reactions unless it's Man United. But that's it. Like if if it's City United and Gary Neville's summarising, he's not going like if they score a wonder goal. He's not like getting off his seat. Is he's like yeah, great play from. He praises them and he does it, but it's like. It's not like good entertainment. Yeah, great teeth. I completely agree with you on that. That makes it. No, I completely agree. There's a guy who commentates on the championship, and I feel like I ought to know his name, but he makes a mountain out of a molehill any time anyone scores, and I'm, he's just brilliant. You know, he, he, have you heard him? I know the one you're on about. I wouldn't have a clue his name. Have you heard the commentary for the, the Preston goal against Blackpool at the weekend? That is obscene. I know the, and the, by the way, limbs for that game were amazing as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I completely agree. I've seen it on Twitter. I saw the clips on Twitter. You you somehow take an interest into a game with a good commentator yeah. that you shouldn't be watching. But Martin Tyler is not interested whatsoever. Or doesn't seem interested whatsoever when teams score. And you've got this guy commentating on the championship. He should be commentating on all the big games. If he's making that much... He's like... He's doing a Peter Drury, is what he's doing. Which you don't like, but no, I'm kind of warm into it. Okay, I'm kind of warm. No, into I, it. I think that's a that's an amazing one. I completely agree. That's a good shout, Jake. Who's your? What do you want to put in the loft then? Um, <laughs> resistance bands. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do they suddenly belong on a football pitch? What? <laughs> why are they all stood around doing a little like <laughs> yoga? flexing stretching session like what has ever been wrong with side to sides through the cones get, getting up and winning the header and putting a name on it what what arm has that ever done to anyone that's not where I expected this to go resistance bands loft if they want to use them in training in the gym in their little studio fine not on, they don't belong on the pitch. I do sort of get where he, what you're saying. I don't think he doesn't really impose much to the opposition. If you see a, a, a player running down, jumping up, passion down the side, <laughs> and you can see a player's fired up. Yeah, Whereas, they might as well have their leg warmers on, aren't they? Yeah. And glow sticks and stuff. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I hate it when the players got big coats on, massive coats on, trackies, gloves on, snood up to here. Yeah. And then if they had a resistant band on, it doesn't impose anything to the opposition. You think he's not bothered about coming on? But, like, you don't see any resistance bands the, at Goodison Park under Dosh. No. Football isn't like that now. It's not about imposing yourself in the walk. Like there is it's some n- sort of that to a game still. Not really. Not in, when you're looking at Newcastle Manu, which is I think the game. You, I think it was that game. Yeah, it I've was. seen it. I've seen it in other games, but it was yesterday while we were in the pub. We were in the pub when you mentioned wasn't it. Wasn't no. very impressed. They're not in the warm up thinking, oh, got to get up for this. Win some headers. It was my. It was show my lads Ant- as well. Show Anthony it was the what he's, that we're what he's doing up it. against. It doesn't happen. No, I don't They're think thinking it I'm does. gonna stretch, so it does. It no, doesn't... I think there is still some aspect. Well, of, well, it is a fight. Still, they can stretch when they're doing the lunges through the cones. <laughs> no, or they're doing the groin stretch through the cones. <laughs> I do think there is. Or they're some opening the gates, like imposing on the position. There is still some sort of battle within football, like there fighting is on the pitch. Like that. 
But even not the, in the vault when you're on opposite sides of the. No, I don't know. Pitch. I still think there's a mental side yeah. to it. There's still some sort of jumping that game. up iron grunting. I think what, what we can take from this week's episode is that no one apart from Jack Grealish has any passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. And Malumbi. And Malumbi, yeah, yeah. Those mean, are the two. What do you mean? Apparently. Well, I don't watch him. I don't think Sam does either. But so. you're too good for the championship. No, I do watch the mm. odd game. Friday I night, just... I had a spell where I watched every Friday night game that you were on, and you lost every one. So I oh stopped, yeah, I we're not great on Friday nights. And you always seem to text me whilst those were going on, <laughs> when goals were going in. I think it was like Thank three you. in a row, and I watched them, and you lost. I was like, I'm going to stop watching yeah, these games. Probably for the best. Yeah, I've... and they were all dreadful. And the... we haven't started winning since you've stopped watching us, actually. So. You yeah. can watch if you want. And now on to the final part of the podcast, the debate. And this week, we are doing our Too Good To Go Down 11. And I put Too Good in the, the little what apostrophe. Any of these what players. Quotation marks. Quotation marks, not apostrophe. Any of these players could go down. But it's that cliche <laughs> when you say, you look back at some of the teams and players that have been relegated, you go, oh, they can't go down, they're too good. So we thought, you know what? We're going to do our team, build an 11. And we're all going to put our players forward. We're going to create a team together. Um and looking at this, we have gone from the the eight teams at the bottom. We've put Palace out of this because I feel like Palace got a really good squad. So it's anyone from I think it was I've I've got it here. I did prep Wolves this down. Wolves down. So the, the clubs we can choose from. I'll quickly fire them in. Uh, it is Wolves, West Ham, Forest, Bournemouth, Leeds, Everton, Leicester, and Southampton. The players from those squads that are too good to go down. Um, and uh, who wants to go first with the goalkeeper? I feel like I hope we've all got the same one. I thought personally, I thought there was one. I don't know. Pickford. Oh, that's definitely not Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Rattled. Um, okay. I think we might have the same one. Is oh. it? Is it Navas? Oh, because yeah. I've got Navas. I've got Pickford slash Navas. It's Navas. I'm getting Pickford because Brexit, Brexit means Brexit. Breakfast means breakfast. Breakfast <laughs> means breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten much today. <laughs> no, I, I just I know Kaylor Navas is on loan and things, but it is mental to think that this guy is still in a relegation. But I still can't get my head around him playing for Forest anyway. Forest, yeah. So two v one, so we're gonna have to go straight in with Kaylor Navas. All right, I'm sorry. Right back. <laughs> <laughs> now the defence, I think he's gonna be quite stinky. Personally, um, this whole team is stinky. I went instantly in. I went for Carl Walker Peters. I really like him as a player. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, he's been a good player. I was about to say, I think he's been unlucky not to even get mentions. Don't even. No. Don't even go there. No. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay, good. Good. I, I, I honestly think, I think he's been brilliant. For the last couple of seasons, he's been a player that can play on the left, on the right. I really like him. I think he probably should move on to a better club, personally. I think he deserves a move. Has he got passion? <laughs> You're going to just keep going with this, aren't you? He's a fullback. He's got to have passion. Okay, then go on. Who have you put then? I'll uh, <laughs> shout. <laughs> Ricardo Pereira. Decent player, yeah. I think, I don't know with him though, but I think he, since injuries, I don't think he's been good enough. Uh, it's not his fault he's injured. No, no, but. I, it is. <laughs> if he had a bit more passion, well, he, yeah. would, he wouldn't be injured. This is going to become a thing now, isn't it? Passion all the time now, isn't it? It's it's passion, like P-S, P-A-S-H-U-N as well. Passion. passion. Yeah, passion. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is the only way to spell it. Yeah. Um, so far, because he looks double-odd. He, he, he is double He is very good. I do like oh. him. I wouldn't want to run it. 
Do you know what I think? I wouldn't want to run at him if I was a left no, winger. You because I'd be worried for me knees. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. So we've done three players though, they're all different. Is any anyway, I'm I'm willing to compromise on Carl Walker Peters because quite clearly you lot don't rate him and I thought he was actually a really good I shout. I think all three of them could get in the team. They could. Well, well, you've got the casting vote then between mine and Mike's if you've pulled out. I'd probably say Sufal out like those two. I'm not a fan of Ricardo Pereira. I think he's. I don't think he's good enough. I, I don't know how he's still playing in that Leicester side. Um, centre backs. Uh, <laughs> what has everyone got then as their partnerships? Go Dor- straight in. Dawson and Tarkovsky. Matching. I've gone Dawson. <laughs> Dawson and Tarkovsky. I've got Tarkovsky and a good. That was a good header yesterday, it wasn't it? Was good, it? <laughs> Shout out, Will, for that Shout joke. Shout out, Scones. Yeah, that was a great joke. Um, yeah, I really liked him from the World Cup, and he's a good player. No, he has looked decent. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know what. It, I don't know if it's because... You're I've, gonna... Also, I've got... I know I've put Tarkovsky in. I've got a bit of an issue with saying, oh, they're too good to go down, these players, and they've already been relegated like two or three times. <laughs> Oh no, it's just too good, too good to go down this season. Oh, just yeah, this, this season. season yeah, okay. forget about the past. Um, Tarkovsky, by the way, I honestly do think he's like he has been very good this season. Like we we all spoke about like him being like a, a Hamanega, but he's actually like his passing has improved. Like he is, he's actually playing like good football. And we all said he could do it, but I never thought he'd do it in a Sean Dyche side. But I think he's been really, he's been one of the the good things coming out of this Everton side this season. Personally, Dyche is evolving, and so are his players around him. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Definitely, I really like. And so we've gone. And he's got he's got, he's got a proper centre yeah. offside, hasn't he? Massive. Yes, huge, yes. big and square, I'm big just, and square. Just straight away, though, the ball. This 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 back four that we've got so far. The this, three players. This team is going to be dreadful. I don't know. I, I think so far it's pretty decent. It, the the three that we've got in defence are all quite terrifying as well, aren't they? Yeah. Left back. This is where I think it drops down now for like terrifying yeah. players. Uh, who, who did you have then? Oh, I've got Castagna. Same. Didn't I? Couldn't really think of any other. Mikalenko was the only other one. I've got Mikalenko. Good player. Then so it's got to be Castagna, hasn't it? I think that's a. So far, I think a back four isn't too bad considering how bad it could be. Now the midfield, I think, is where it gets a bit more. The, the quality improves. I'll, I'll go straight in. I think we've all surely have all put Declan Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Madison as well. Sheet. Have we all got Madison? Also in there? Madison. Yeah. You haven't used him as a winger this time. No. <laughs> I did think about that whether you'd use him as a winger. Or well, the wingers and... are a bit cack. So. They, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, who's a third midfielder then? Because if we've all gone, maybe we might all have the same. I went in um, with Anana. I went Anana. JWP. Oh, that's a good shot actually. Oh, didn't think about him. I had Anana and I crossed him out and put Ward Press. Do you know what, actually, it could be too defensively heavy if we have Anana and Declan Rice. Yeah. I think the threat that Ward-Prowse offers from set pieces, you've got to have him in there. Anana is definitely surely going to get a move anyway this summer. and I think, Surely Ward-Prowse has to get the move. But he loves the Saints. He's got passion for Saints. He has. He's got passion for the South Coast. Yeah. He has. Do you know what, I'm going to stick with Anana. I'm going to get stick with my Anana. And that's so we... <laughs> 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 what? Uh, that midfield three then I think that midfield is actually that's quite the strong strong point of the team now now this front three any first names that you instantly thought of when you were doing these front threes that you thought had to get in there because I can't believe I didn't think about him I've put him in my team now he's in my team I didn't think of him I had Jack Harrison as the left who I also think he's good 
but I like none too. Yeah, I thought of Harvey Barnes, but I prefer. I've also got Harvey Barnes. Well, we can both actually, yeah. Hey, we'll do... what, what, who was your other shout for the wing then? Bowen. Who... Oh, he's a, just a baby, isn't he? He's a baby. <laughs> I thought about Bowen and then I thought about us watching him in the pub yesterday. Diving around in the floor. The, so, Nyonto and. Who was. So you had. Harvey Barnes, probably then, if we both put him, surely. That's got to be. And then the striker. Who's everyone put for the striker? <laughs> this is. I there's a I reason should, why these teams. After seeing Jake's, I should win on the striker, I think. Well, you go first then. Rodrigo. That's a good. That's a good shout. To be fair. He's a good, He's too injury prone. Like, that's the only problem. That's why I don't think he'll ever move away from Leeds because like, I don't know. He had a good start to the season, didn't he? But no, he's been a good contributor for a couple of seasons. Mm, that's probably better than my shout. I didn't think about. I went Chris Wood. <laughs> I went Danny Ings. <laughs> Which both aren't great shouts. Probably Rodrigo is probably the best footballer out of that. Who's got the most passion there? Yeah, I, I'd say. I'd probably back Rodrigo in that, sadly. This, this team against our underrated, underrated 11 I think would under, be underrated to beat this team. a I really bad game, at, wouldn't at it? At the end of the season, we should get all the 11s that have been made on the pod and just do like a knockout format. Sabutio. Yeah. That would be great. And see who comes out on top. We'll just do a vote. Yeah. From... Yeah, no, def- definitely. So if we run through that team then, we've got Kaylor Navas in goal. Sue Fallot right back, Tarkovsky and Dawson at centre back. Left back, we've went for Castagna. Midfield three. Did we go on Arna or James or Prowse? Did we went on Arna? I think. Yeah. I thought we went on Arna. It was you. Yes. Oh yeah, because we both went on Arna. So it'd be Anana. I can't believe James Madison. I know I feel bad, but Anana he's a he's a great player as well. well he's gonna go down. So, so Anana Madison. Free kick? I haven't so We've got Madison for free We've got kicks. Madison for free kicks. Yeah, Anana Madison. And Declan Rice, and then a front three of Nyoto, Harvey Barnes, who, and Rodrigo. Rodrigo. What a team! Too good to go down, hey? <laughs> it is definitely not. Too uh, good. Coached by Brendan Rodgers, <laughs> the best Scottish manager of all time. <laughs> what a podcast! <laughs> Don't forget five star reviews. Five stars only. Thank you, boys. See you next week.